Hey, it's Vince Gabriel. Uh, I have something really special to share with you guys. It's very rare that I uh, give out information that I record on a recent basis. Um, so, for instance, the uh, clip that you're about to hear is from a mastermind call that I did very, very recently, and it addresses an important topic and. Uh, really, it's probably one of the more important topics that need to be addressed in business ownership. And you don't hear me talk about it a ton because I spend a lot of my time talking marketing and sales and things like that. But the topic for today is overwhelm and the uh, talks about why we get overwhelmed and gives you several different things that you can do. Uh, to help you get out of overwhelm and the big premise of the call I talk about it's okay to get overwhelmed it's not okay to stay overwhelmed and you need tools to help you do that so hopefully you enjoy this the call itself um, was an hour and 20 minutes long I think we're trimming it down um, a little bit just because uh, it's it's so long Uh, but hopefully you enjoy this is fresh out of my private mastermind uh, meeting again, not n- normally something I, I share right off the bat. Um, but, uh, today I just felt like it was really important to get out there for you guys. So hopefully this is helpful and I will see you soon. Peace. So I said, I have three things to help you cure overwhelm, but I actually wrote down 12. So there's a lot. <laughs> How's that? Is that over delivering 12, 12 things? Yeah. All right. Good. So no one's allowed to be ever overwhelmed again because I got 12 things for you today. So if you're overwhelmed and I can't take one of these 12 things and they're getting all overwhelmed, then you're screwed and you know, I can't help you anymore. So, uh, 12 is overwhelming. Very good. Yeah. The point would be not to, uh, do everything that's, I will make that point, but, um, so, um, Let's get our positive focus. It's been an interesting conversation going on with some different people I've been having and some interesting stuff, uh, uh, questions being asked in the group and, and things like that and non-business related, right? Almost a lot of personal, you know, type challenges and, and struggles. And uh, I said this yesterday on the surge call. It's like, business is really it's not that complicated it's it's really not it's you know get the message out there get some clients to come in for a consultation sit down ask them a couple questions get them signed up for membership keep them happy like it it, it, manage your money well like it's like it's not that complicated what what makes it complicated is the human beings that run the businesses that's what makes it complicated. And I, I, I cannot stress this to you guys enough. It, it, most of the time, the, all of your problems are people problems. They're either problems with yourself or they're problems with your staff. Very rarely is it a, it's a mechanical, oh my God, Facebook algorithms you know, change. So now my business is like, no, come on. That's ridiculous. It's it, a lot of this comes back to taming the mind, right? Which is why we talk about this so much. And I don't talk about this a lot on what I call the front end for you guys, right? Remember, I talked about this. 
and this is, it's such an important point, it's worth repeating. Um, why they come is not why they stay. And you got to remember that with your businesses. What, here's the example I always give, and you've heard me say this a hundred times, okay? Um, why does the person that's 40 pounds overweight, that showed up 40 pounds overweight to your gym, why are they still a client? They showed up to lose 40 pounds. They didn't lose 40 pounds. But yet, here they are 10 years later, still paying you $400 a month. The reason why they came is not why they stay. And I think one of the problems we have with marketing is we try to get people in the door with reasons why they stay. We have a good culture here. We have good equipment here. We have this and that there. And it's just, they don't care. What do people that, why do people come to our gym? They come to a gym to solve a problem. What is that problem usually? It's not community. No one lies in their bed at night and says, I have no friends and I need to find a gym to find some friends. They don't. They just don't say that. And maybe if you had one person said that to you, well, there's exceptions to every rule. Okay. But in reality, no one is staying up at night saying, I need more friends. I need to join the gym. They're waking up and they're saying, my freaking pants don't fit. And I need to find someone to help me do this. That's what the 99% of your clients are saying. And Here's another point, and this is, I'm well off script here. I'm well off script here. If you want to have a really, really successful business, you must develop an obsession with what your customer wants. Keyword, keyword, wants. What do they need? What do they need? Yes, I know they need fish oil for two weeks. Then they need half their body weight in ounces of water after that for two weeks. And then in two more weeks, they need to get a scoop of greens powder. And then in two more weeks, that's what they need. Anyone know what I just explained? Yeah, some of you. So the, the, there's a few certified people in this, in this call that are smirking. They know exactly what I'm talking about. And I'm not knocking. It's a good program. It's a good program. But that's not what people want. And it's honestly, the reason why people don't want it is one of the reasons why a lot of people are very unsuccessful is lack of patience. And honestly, that is, you know, one of my points today, you know, for success in business, you have to be patient. You have to be willing to put one foot in front of the other and go on this march um, I, I told you guys, I've been listening to Andy Frisella and, you know, he curses like a sailor and it's not for everybody. Um, but he talks about this at nauseum saying, hey, business is just about putting one foot in front of the other and making progress every day and getting a little bit better every day. And there's not, we're, we're, um, we, we have this, you know, utopian thing in our minds that all of us, it should be easier than this right? That it shouldn't be this hard. It should be easy. And, you know, well, I see this person down the street and they're having a lot of success. And 
you never go into account that that person probably had challenges and same things that you're going through. So it's, it's a lot of this is about, you know, winning the game in your head and a really cool exercise coming up at mastermind to help you with that, uh, that, that I've been preparing for. There's been a lot of talk. It's interesting. Um, Frank Kern is, is a guy that I follow and he's a really, really, really smart marketer and, you know, deals with entrepreneurs all the time. And I saw a recent um, post that he made or email they sent. I can't remember which one it was. Um, but he he basically asked um, the question to his clients. And he does this like three to four times a year. Um, and the question is this. And it's an instructive exercise. Just to ask this question to your members. Um, what's the number one thing holding you back from getting what you want right now? That's the question. What's the number one thing? That's holding you back from getting what you want right now in relative terms. So you would, you would gauge the question relative. So for us, it would be relative to fitness in this context, it would be in business, right? So for you guys, it would be, what's the number one thing that's holding you back from getting what you want right now in your business, right? And the number one answer that Frank Kern, and he deals with lots of entrepreneurs, the number one answer to that question was overwhelm. Overwhelm was the number one thing that was holding people back from getting what they want. And he says every year that he asks the question, every year it's the most common answer. And it hasn't changed in however long he's been asking the question. So for those of you that are overwhelmed, um, know that you're not alone. Know that it's probably one of the most common things from business owners. And it's okay to get overwhelmed. I get overwhelmed. I do. Here's what's not okay. It's not okay to stay overwhelmed. It's okay to get overwhelmed. It's not okay to stay overwhelmed. And you got to understand the difference. So I put together and unpacked a bunch of different things to get you out of overwhelm, right? To get you out of overwhelm. Um, it's a, it, there's a lot of things that you can do. And, and this, it, it's called the overwhelm masterclass today. It's, it, it's a masterclass on overwhelm, right? But the reality is um, I'm, I'm getting kind of tactical today. I wanted to give you specific tangible tools that when you do feel this, right? When you do feel this, one, let me ask you a question. How many of you that felt overwhelmed when I told you that it's the number one problem among entrepreneurs? How many of you felt like a little less shame and guilt right? Because of it. Pro probably you did, right? You probably did. You probably felt a little bit better about yourself. And you're like, oh man, I'm not a total freaking loser, right? I'm not a total freaking loser that in fact, I feel overwhelmed all the time because it's the most common thing in business. And, 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 and 
I, this is not easy. When I look around at my family and I'm, you know, around my family, I'm the only entrepreneur there. When I go and hang out with my friends, I'm the only an entrepreneur there. When I go to my extended family with all my cousins and stuff, I'm the only entrepreneur there. Everyone else has jobs. So what you're doing is not easy. It's not for the faint of heart. It's not for the weak. But I promise you that the journey you're on is riddled, riddled, riddled with personal growth. Riddled with personal growth. Riddled with discovering what you're really made of and testing yourself that other people will never, ever, ever have the um, great fortune to experience. There's a great quote. It's called um, the, the, uh, the unexamined life is not worth living. And I, I believe a lot of people go through their life unexamined because they go through their life untested. And they slowly, they wait around and slowly they do some things and they get a job and then they get promoted and stuff like, but what we're doing as business owners, having no outlet, no net, no, like, it's just all on us, man. This is like big boy stuff. So I think the first part of overwhelm is understanding and recognizing that, hey, this is what you're doing is harder than what most of your people that you are hanging around is. And so like pat yourself on the back, right? For taking on the challenge, right? For taking on the challenge of something really hard, okay? But I'll open with my first point. My first point is somewhat relative to what I just said, um, but there's a new diet. Hashi texted me all giddy on Friday night, all giddy. It, it, it takes a lot to get Hashi giddy, but he was like giddy. And um, he was giddy because there's a new Teddy Roosevelt documentary out. It's a two-part series. He and I are both TD fans. If you don't know TD is... TD was his nickname when he was young, T-E-E-D-E-Y, TD. Um, but he and I are huge Teddy Roosevelt fans, one of my idols. You guys will see at Mastermind. Um, who was actually uh, in the Mastermind? This was COVID, uh, during COVID. Who was in the Mastermind when I dressed up as Teddy Roosevelt? You're there? Yeah. Yeah, so I've been known to dress up in character as my man. TV. Um, but he uh, has a, uh, yeah, <laughs> Johnny says it looked like Borat. That, that is true. Um, but he has a, um, a, a, a quote that I keep on my desk and it's always here. It's the only thing I have in a frame on my desk. I have nothing on my desk other than this, this frame and, um, like just like a, uh, it, whatever, it's not important. Um, and, and it's the, um, 
It's the man in the arena speech. The man in the arena speech. Yes, sir, yes, sir it is, Chris Bates. Okay, and here it is. Uh, it's not the critic who counts, not the man who points out how strong man stumbles or where the doer of deeds could have done them better. The credit belongs to the, to the, to the man who is actually in the arena. That's you. Um, whose face is marred by dust and sweat and blood who strives valiantly, who errs, who comes short again and again because there is no effort without error and shortcomings, but who does actually strive to do the deeds, who knows great enthusiasms, a great devotion, who spends himself in a worthy cause and at best knows in the end the triumph of high achievement and who at worst, if he fails, at least he fails while daring greatly so that his place shall never be with those cold and timid souls who neither know victory or defeat. Right. And that is like, man, I read this every day. I read this every day where I come into the office and I'm ready to go. And like, and I know there's going to be stuff that happens. We had stuff happen over the weekend. You know, we had stuff happen over the weekend. We got a text that, you know, one of our longest clients, our longest standing client terminated their membership, husband and wife, and went to a gym down the street from a former intern that I trained. Right? It's like shit. You, if you don't think shit happens, it, I, I, that is the one thing I always want you to know is that you guys think like, is Gabriel Fitness perfect and there's no problems and no challenges? That's not true. We have bad shit happening all the time. All the time. Right? But the reality is these are the types of things that you need to kind of fill your tank with. Right? Because then I remember it's like, okay, well, yeah, that happened. And I, I can't control what happens. Like we can can look at it and evaluate the situation and talk to them. But at the end of the day, it's like, hey, that's what happened. But I'm in the arena and you're in the arena and you're fighting and playing the game. And I think you got to make sure that you are, you know, recognizing the power of that and the importance of that. And that all the stuff that you're learning along the way and all the bumps and bruises that you're getting that are causing the overwhelm, right, are necessary. They're necessary. They're happening for you. They're not happening to you. They're happening for your growth and development as an entrepreneur. They're happening for your ability to, well, here's an example. Tony Bianchino, who's on this call. Tony was a million dollars in debt three years ago when I first met him. You know, and Tony is just like, I mean, tough as nails to be able to deal with what he dealt with. But look at where he's sitting now, right? And now he has the ability to tell that story. He has the ability to um, help another person that may be having financial problems deal with them better, right? And a lot of times these things are gifts of, 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 of being able to, to make a big impact on the lives of other people. So you have to start embracing some of the things that are causing the overwhelm 
and embracing them as, hey, these are necessary and very powerful and useful things for me. And start looking at them uh, differently, okay? So uh, here's my list. Number, number, so I wrote one and I wanted to add one before this. So it's, this is 0.5. <laughs> this is 0.5. Um, when you're overwhelmed, okay? Some of these are going to be conceptual. Um, some of these are going to be tactical, okay? So, but it's a list worth writing down. It's a list worth writing down. Okay. Um, so number one is a statement called progress equals happiness. Progress equals happiness. Okay. And there's a lot of times where things can happen. And when something happens that tends to cause overwhelm, you tend to forget everything else that actually happened around you. And when you understand and know that you're just trying to get a little bit better every day, you probably won't get as overwhelmed, right? Because if you can focus on one foot in front of the other, if you can focus on you're taking every day that you show up to work, you're taking the step to make your business a little bit better and a little bit better and a little bit better, and you do the things necessary to do that, then you're making progress. And when you can come to grips with that stuff, um, that is where you will start to have less overwhelm because you can focus more on the progress you made, right? Versus all the things that are happening around you, knowing that some of this stuff is par for the course. Okay, so that is number one point. When you're overwhelmed, start to look at, have you made progress? And you have, and that's what the gap and gain is all about, right? The gap and gain is all about looking backwards and measuring backwards, always measure backwards. Where are you today versus where were you a year ago, right? So I look at Nora and Sean, right? And if all of a sudden they get overwhelmed because this and that, and they're dumb. I was like, okay, yeah, you're overwhelmed because of a hiring decision or whatever. But like, where were you guys when you got into this group? Like, like it was pathetic. Like it was like, you guys were nowhere. Right. And now look at you guys. You're having, where are your problems now? Your problems are hiring people, right? You have different problems. You, your, your problem was in the beginning was how the hell are we going to survive? How are we going to make this thing work? How are we going to make this a successful business? And now you just have new problems. And that is just, just, just know that there's not going to be a point where you don't have problems. So if you're waiting for that to, to be possible, if you're waiting for that to occur, you get give me waiting for a long time. You just, get better at dealing with problems and you just have different problems so you gotta know so that's number one um number two i mentioned this to devin gage uh he said said and even devin gage as good as devin gage is doing right now he's killing it like absolutely killing it but even said in, in one of his checks like got a little a little head trash a little overwhelmed 
right? So don't think if you're all of a sudden got like so much business and you're making so much money. I get, you know, as good as Tony's doing, his head is full as a freaking vacuum bag that's exploding. And there's just like, it's full, but he's killing it. He's doing really well, but it's still there. Okay. So a lot of times the overwhelm comes from a bag that's yet to be emptied. And uh, my favorite analogy is the vacuum cleaner, where your brain is like a vacuum cleaner that all day you're sucking stuff up. You're sucking up problems. You're sucking up stuff that happens on social media. You're sucking up stuff that happens at home. You're just sucking stuff up all day long, all day long, all day long. And what, what happens to a vacuum cleaner that has a full bag? We know the answer to that. Some of you are walking around with a vacuum cleaner that's got a full bag. And you will continue to be overwhelmed. You will stay overwhelmed, which is breaking the rules. You're not allowed to stay overwhelmed. But you will stay overwhelmed if you don't empty the bag. So how do you empty the bag? Here it is. Um, five zero fifty minute focus finder. The fifty minute focus finder. Okay, there's a great video on Vimeo from Dean Jackson. Okay. Um, Katie can probably find it on Vimeo and po- post the link in the chat. Um, but it's a uh, it's a video he did. It's called 50 Minute Focus Finder from Dean Jackson. And he talks about how to do one. One of the most powerful videos you watch. I'm going to tell you what it is, but it's worth watching the video. It's interesting. The video is 50 minutes long, but that's just, I think. Uh, um, but he gets on there and he talks about how to do it. And what you do is you just start writing everything in your mind. And not just, it's not a to-do list. It's what are the thoughts that are coming through your head? When that thought arises, you write it down. And you do this for 50 straight minutes. And you're going to get to 30 minutes and you're like, I ain't shit left. There ain't nothing in there. And the challenge is pushing through and continuing to write because that's where the deeper surface stuff, a lot of the stress, and I, and I know this from personal experience, A lot of your overwhelm and a lot of your stress is caused by stuff that's buried in your subconscious. Then if you don't know what that means, that is thoughts that you are having that you don't know you're having them. It's buried back there and it's taken up space in the bag. But you don't know they're there. And what the 50 minute focus finder do when you do it for a longer period of time, that stuff will start to come to the surface. When you get to a deeper level of thinking, that stuff starts to pop up to the surface. So some of you are getting overwhelmed so quickly because of the full bag. It's almost like you got this full bag, you're able to empty it 5%, but then you suck five more things up, you suck 5% more up two seconds later, and then it's full again. And then you empty it, 
you know, 10% and then you suck 10% up more and you've never taken time to empty the bag. So this is a tactical idea. Great to do on a Sunday night. Vanessa and I used to do 50 minute focus finders on Sunday nights. Um, we set a timer and we do it together. We'd lay down on the, on the living room floor and just do, and we just write, we haven't done it in a long time together. Um, but it, it's something we used to do on a regular basis, on a regular basis. Strongly suggest you take the time if you're overwhelmed, right? And you feel like you need to clear some space in your head. Um, and I, I would watch the video. The video might tell you a little bit more tactical stuff on what to do with all that stuff because there is a process of what to do with all the stuff you write down because you have like seven pages and stuff. Um, but that alone, you'll like right at the end, you'll want to like smoke a cigarette. It's great. Number 2.5 or two um, is um, meditate. Meditate. Now, I, I believe that this is like the, the mindfulness meditation thing is getting crazy. And I, I do the, the whole morning routine and I've gone through the morning routine where, you know, they, they tell you to, you know, do the visualization and do the meditation and stuff like that. And I do believe it. the, the, now what's happening is there's been like a backlash of all that stuff. And now everyone's saying, get up, go drink coffee, go to work. Here's my morning routine. Get up, drink coffee, go to work. I, I think both are kind of like, it's everything works for different people. It's stupid because like, this one guy over here says you should do 10, you know, 10 minutes of meditation and 10 minutes of visualization and 10 minutes of a cold bath. And, and yeah, it's freaking ridiculous to spend three hours in the morning doing all that shit. Right. But it's also ridiculous for someone to say, wake up coffee, go right because if you need that if that helps you improve your day and make your progress then that's what you should do and what what you're seeing on the internet is you're seeing people try to make a name for themselves based on them speaking out against conventional wisdom or them trying to like poo poo you know something that's popular and it's completely self-serving it's not serving you to even read that shit because you could read that and you could meditate every morning. And no, you see, you see an influencer say, well, why would you meditate? Just go and move and met and there was motion beats meditation. Well, not for everybody, not for everybody. And so all this stuff is so individualized. That's why I'm giving you all these different strategies today, because the one strategy that works for Jen Williams is not going to be the same strategy that works for Vince Mitty. It's going to be totally different. Meditate, right? So meditate. Um, so don't listen to all the stuff. If meditation works for you, it is I, I, I was again a little, and it's funny because I saw it on the, and I was feeling a little bit yesterday. All right. I was feeling a little bit yesterday and I, cause I have perform better coming up. I feel unprepared for perform better. I'm telling you right now, I, I have put 10,000 more hours in preparing for this coming mastermind than I have for perform better. It's just like a weird thing. Perform better used to be like my life. And I used to spend a hundred thousand hours preparing for perform better. 
And like now it's like, no, the show is you guys. Like you guys are the ones I want to show up for. You guys are the ones that's all, you know, like cool and well and good. And I'll show up and I'll do my best and everything like that. But in the back of my mind, I was like, I haven't put enough time in. I'm flying to Chicago next week. We got CEO coming tomorrow. We got uh, Chicago next week. And then after that, we got mastermind. So it's like a lot. So I was feeling a little bit. Dropped Joey off at jujitsu. Went, I meditated for 30 minutes straight. I do what's called transcendental meditation. Right? I went and got certified at TM. Um, it, it changed like my entire day. My entire day. I was up to 11 o'clock last night, working, hanging out, feeling good. Changed my entire day. All right? So 30 minutes of TM. So it's like, oh, no, no time to meditate. Who has time to meditate? Well, I do. Because it made me a much more productive person when I sat down and took the time to do that. So don't read all the bullshit on social. Now, I don't think you should be taking three hours and meditating. You're not a monk. Okay? Right? But if that works for you, now, um, I like TM. That's what I use. Um, there's a great book called Theater of the Mind. Um that is based on the work of psycho-cybernetics. That is some very good. It's more visualization than meditation, but there's an equally as calming effect that you get from it. I do also believe, so I have, just being a freaking psycho person myself, I've built a very, very large toolbox of stuff to make sure I tame my mind. I have a toolbox that's very, very, very big of stuff that I can go to. I know TM. I know how to tap. I know all kinds of shit that I can leverage at the drop of a hat. Right? Takes a lot to tame this crazy mind. All right? But I got tools. And I got tools to do it. And so meditation is one of them. And I believe it's a very, very, very helpful thing. You could use Headspace. You could use the app Calm. There's lots of, lots of ways to do it right? Lots of ways to do it. Um, but don't buy into all the hype of people saying to do these elaborate morning routines. And then don't buy into hype saying, you know, just go have coffee and get to work. Because what works for Vince is not going to work for Jen. And what works for Carly is not going to work for Tony. And what works for John is not going to work for Brian. You got to find what works for you and go do it. Okay. So that's number two point. Seven five, something like that. Uh, number three. So this is not as tactical. This is more of a conceptual thing. When you're overwhelmed, when you are overwhelmed, okay. Do not, do not, do not, do not, do not focus on things that you can't control. That is a losing battle. To give power and energy to things that you cannot control is a complete waste of energy. And it's probably causing a lot of your overwhelm. And your overwhelm is caused by giving attention to things you can't control. And what do you do when you don't have control? You freak out. So if you don't want to freak out, don't focus on what you can't control. You can't control. So focus on what's in front of you. What can you do to make this situation better? 
my mind. And I will tell you this, um, and this is off the, off the, off the cuff of this. Um, there is, and I think I've mentioned this before. The words you say control how you feel. The words you say control how you feel. The words you say out loud and the words you say. So you are not allowed to say in my house, I'm starving. You are not allowed to say these words, I'm freezing. Okay? Because I'm starving. What is starving? Starving means you haven't eaten in three days. Or starving means that the only thing that you have in your home to eat is bread and water. Starving is kids in Africa. That's starving. What are you? You're a little hungry. Now think of the emotional charge versus I'm starving versus I'm freezing. Now, obviously it's thing, but that's how we train it. In the house, that's how we train it. I'm freezing. Really? You're freezing? And I go to the freezer and I show them something that's frozen. I said, this is freezing. If you would like me to wrap you in wet towels and stick you in the freezer, I will show you what freezing actually looks like. Other than that, you're just a little cold. You're slightly uncomfortable because you're just a little cold. And so it's become a thing. And it's funny because I even do it myself. I even do it myself or I will like, if I have like a, a, a jujitsu day from, I, I, I'll, I'll come down and I'll say something like along the lines of I'll be like really sore and I'll sit on the couch. I'll be putting my socks on. I'm like, oh man, I feel like I hit by a train. And my daughter Tori should be like, well, dad, if you got hit by a train, you wouldn't even be here. Right. And she'll call me, she'll call me out. And it's like, it's, it's hilarious that they are now it's become a thing, right? It's become a thing. Well, you got to make this a thing with yourself. What are you saying out loud? Listen to your words. There are some people who are so miserable because they have no awareness of the words that they use. So you guys got to listen to what you say to yourself. You guys got to listen to what other people are saying. All right. The words matter. The words matter. So um, that was, but number 3.5 was focus on what you can control. Focus on what you can control. Um, number four, um, 0.587. Um, Free days. Free days. Um, not all days off are created equal. Not all days off are created equal. The, the day off that you take on a Saturday or a Sunday, where if you really look at back at the day and you spent you know, 45 minutes checking email and you spent, you know, X amount of time checking social and you just took one phone call and you just did this and that, right? Um, it's not a day off. 
Amanda, tell that to your friend over there that lives in that house. Okay. Um, it's not a day off. And, um, I, and I learned this in the strategic coach program. The strategic coach program, they break down the time system and they believe the, the entrepreneurial time system is break your days down into free days, focus days, and buffer days. Free days are complete rest days. Focus days are times where you spend making the money. So for us, that's sales and marketing and training clients, right? What are you doing that's ringing the register? And then um, uh, buffer days are things where you do, you know, the red tape stuff where you're, you're checking email and you're, you know, talking to clients and like that kind of stuff. Like, so it's, it breaks down your days into that. I don't think you need to go as far. Uh, I do believe that that is uh, the true entrepreneurial um, outcome that we should shoot for. But I think for most of us right now, we're probably not going to have full days. I think that it could be blocks of time, right? Where you, you go. And I've taught this before. Uh, I've, I definitely have taught this before. I probably, it's probably worth a reteach. I think um, to, to who's heard me teach this free focus and buffer days. Yeah, Nora. Okay. So not, not a lot of you, Mike, um, some of the old heads. Um, but I, 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 I can reteach it at some point. But um, what a free day is, is a true day of rest. It's unplugging from work. It's even unplugging from thinking about work, which is really hard and impossible to do with a full vacuum bag. Which is why one of the things that you guys must be able to do is do a, 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 um, a fit, fit focus finder before you go away. So when I go away and I know I want to take a free day, man, I work my ass off the day before to get prepared to take the day. You guys, you guys know me as, you know, and some, I know there was an email going around. I, I have not stopped emailing. <laughs> that was funny. That was a funny. I laughed my ass off for like 20 minutes. I was like, man, that's a funny joke. I stopped emailing. That was cool. Thanks for the laugh, whoever wrote that. But no, I haven't stopped emailing. And you know what? When I've been away, I still haven't stopped emailing because I got my shit done before. And if you're committed to emailing your list three days a week and you go on vacation, that doesn't stop. You can make a commitment. You live up to that commitment. Send the emails. You got to write them ahead of time. Um, but that enables you when you do the work ahead of time, that enables you to take you. So some of you that are overwhelmed, you just need a full, full, full day off. Some of you maybe need two. I'll be honest. Like I need like five right now. Like Vanessa and I are going away. We're booking a trip right after mastermind. We're getting out of the country. We're going, we're booking a flight somewhere on an Island and I'm parking my ass on the Island. I'm sitting on the sand. I ain't talking to any of you guys for at least five days. I ain't talking to Will either. 
I ain't talking to Hashi. I ain't talking to Katie. I ain't talking to sh- no one. Because I'm going to unplug fully. Because I haven't been following this advice personally. I haven't been taking full free days. I've been waking up on my days off and doing work in the morning and doing work at night. And it's, it's catching up. It's catching up. So um, even as, as much as I know all this, sometimes it's hard to do. So here I am, your chief reminding officer to help you do it, all right? But if you want to get less overwhelmed, you need real full days off. If you feel like you're about to like spill over and you feel like you're so overwhelmed right now that you're ready to close the gym down and you're like, you're, you're like take a second, take a breath. Um, number five, this is tactical. Okay. I want you to, uh, write at the top of the page, W S M O R N W S M O R N at the top of the page. This is number five, but to do this exercise, you would write at the top of the page W S M O R N. And you would write these words. You, you, you don't have to write the words. You, you're going to know them because you're going to remember this. Uh, th- this stands for what's stressing me out right now. What's stressing me out right now? Okay. And what you're going to do is you're going to write a list of things that are stressing you out right now. Doesn't have to be 50 minutes long. Could be five things. Could be three things. Could be 10 things. All right. So you write that down. Okay. Hopefully it's things that you can control, right? If you're stressing about something that you can't control, you need to cross it off the list. You just can't control. You can only control how you think about it. So when you get this list, the next thing you do is you are going to write down the word next action, okay? And then what is one thing that you can do that is an action-based thing that can move you towards feeling less stressed about that thing? And here is how you feel less stressed about something. You do something. You take action. Action cures anxiety. So what you do is you take something and you do it towards that thing. So let's say, so for example, personally, last night, okay, I was a little bit stressed about the Chicago slides. And I'm like, I'm not ready. I even submitted my slides already. And I'm like, they're not ready. They're not even close to ready. It was kind of like catching my mind. And I was like, all right, what what can I do? Well, I said, all right, tonight, I'm not going to sleep until I block at least 30 minutes to work on those slides. I'm blocking that time. When the kids go to bed, I'm on the porch and I'm doing the work. And I'm not going to go to sleep until I do it. And even just making that commitment to do that helped me. And then after I did it, it was great. I felt so, I feel so much better. Like, I feel good. I got 30 minutes of work done on it. And it's like, it didn't take that much 
for me to feel better. But what happens is you got all these little things that are adding up and adding up and adding up, but you ain't doing shit about it. You're just stressing about it. If you just take the things that are stressing you and you nip them in the butt by going and do something, one little thing towards it to move it forward, it's going to help. So that's the tactical one. Um, number six. Gratitude cures overwhelm. Gratitude is, is the most powerful thing in your life that you're not using. It is the most powerful thing in your life that you're not using. It is unbelievably freeing, unbelievably freeing to you. It's very hard to be gratitude and anxious at the same time, grateful and anxious at the same time. Very hard. If not impossible. So I'll tell you what I do. And I'm, I'm not saying you should do this or you have to do this. You can do this in a different form. Um, but so how do you express gratitude? Well, you can express gratitude by writing down all the things you're grateful for. Right? Doing a big list. Um, what I like to do is I, I walk backwards for 30 minutes. And while I'm walking backwards, I will say out loud all the things I'm grateful for. And you want to talk about a drain of anxiety and stress and fear? Holy smokes. And I say it out loud. And the cool thing is you do it for 30 minutes. And it's like you get to things that you didn't even know you were grateful for. You start thinking about people that you haven't thought about in 50 years. Well, 43 for me. Um, 50 for some of you. Um, right? Um, it, it is an amazingly powerful tool. But you can't be grateful and anxious at the same time. So if you want to cure overwhelm, shift to gratitude. And be grateful for what you got. Because you got a lot more than most people do in the world. Number seven, um, revisit your goals. Revisit your goals. Go out and pull on the pull out the sheet of paper where you wrote down what you want to accomplish, and then really look at it and and probably you can kind of revac to number one or number point five and say. Am I making progress towards this goal? And if you are, then you're like, oh, great. You know, I'm, you know, there's stuff happening. There's stuff flying around around me. But in reality, you know, I'm kind of on track. Or I'm off track. This is my goals. And you know what I haven't done? I haven't looked at these goals yet. I haven't looked at them. I wrote these goals down in December and I haven't even looked at them yet. Well, maybe what that's your cue to start looking at them again. And maybe that's the reason why you're overwhelmed because you don't know where you're going. You don't know what the outcome is. You don't know what the touchdown looks like. You don't know what the winning record looks like. You don't know what the Super Bowl looks like. You don't know what Oz looks like. And if we're on a journey, we got to know where we're going. What's the destination? Where do you want to go? 
And if you don't have clarity on that, there's going to be overwhelmed because it's like driving in a car and you get in the car and like, if you don't have a destination, it's like, you're just driving around and driving around and driving around and driving around. The destination could be three months from now. The destination could be a year from now. It could be three years from now. It could be five years. It doesn't matter. But there needs to be a destination. Otherwise, you'll continue to be overwhelmed because you don't know where you're going. Tom Plummer said this to me a long time ago. If you don't know what you want, no one can help you. Smart guy. Missed Big Tom. I'm going to miss getting, well, I never got drunk with Tom. I mean, he would get drunk with us, like really drunk. His teeth turned purple. Like you drink like red wine for like, you drink like 20 glasses of red wine. His mouth would like be purple. It was like <laughs> amazing guy. Though. Amazing guy. Yeah, no, the stories are, are legendary. The stories are legendary. He's a really, he's a, he's a, he's a, as a special guy, he left a legacy in the fitness industry. He really did. You know, taught me a lot, gave me a, you know, a, a lot of opportunities. It gave me his, uh, Tom gave me his, you know, stamp of approval, um, which meant a lot to a lot of people um, that he never gave to anyone else. So I'm very grateful for Tom. He's a good man. Um, funny too good speaker funny guy piss some people off every once in a while but that's Tom um, so revisit the goals uh, number eight number eight when you're feeling overwhelmed um, part of it is you're you're and I'm saying this to myself as much as you, but part of it is you're just being a baby and you're being a little bratty and you're focusing on yourself too much. Let's not split hairs. Part, that part of it. When we're overwhelmed, we're just focused on our own bullshit too much. And we're obsessed with our problems and we're obsessed with all the stuff that we got going on. And we're obsessed, we're obsessed, we're obsessed with our stuff. And one of the ways out is to get outside yourself and to go help and think of others. Contribution. What can you do to go help somebody? When you're overwhelmed, you sending an email or a text message to help someone else, that will get you out of overwhelm so fast you won't even know it hit you. It doesn't fix the problem. It makes you feel better in the moment, right? You're, there's obviously problems in business that are causing you overwhelm, but one of the reasons why you're not able to fix the problems is you're so overwhelmed. And you're not able to get to the headspace in the right frame of mind to be able to fix it. So you got to get out of that. You got to get out of the cycle, the crazy cycle. Vanessa and I uh, read a book. Uh, Vanessa and I read a book called Love and Respect. And uh, in, uh, I believe it's Love and Respect, but in the book Love and Respect, they call it the marriage crazy cycle. And the crazy cycle is when you just fight constantly. And it's like this constant back and forth 
uh, of fighting and you're in this this crazy cycle and if you never if you don't break out of the crazy cycle you're always just going to keep fighting and i think sometimes we can get this crazy cycle in our own heads of just like focusing and obsessing on all our bullshit that we got going on oh poor me and in reality you know there's probably people out there that need you and as much as they need you, you're helping yourself by helping them. If you're a big money guy like Tony, go write a thousand dollar check to your local charity and walk it down the street when you feel overwhelmed. You'll feel better immensely. I heard something the other day that I do believe is true. And some of you might not think that this is right, um, but I do. Um, the person that volunteers in the soup kitchen um, twice a year doesn't nearly do as much than the person that donates and feeds 10,000 people. So a lot of times we look at money as this evil thing when in reality, a lot of people that have money are doing a lot more good than people that don't. So don't be afraid to ring the register. Don't be afraid to make money. It probably won't make you a different person. It just magnifies who you really are. So don't be afraid of making it. Most of you in this group are good people. All of you in this group are good people. And you deserve to make a lot of money because I do believe that all of you will do good with it. So go out and do it. And know that that's one of the best fruits of, 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 of making money is being able to be generous with that money. It's a, it's a, it's a beautiful feeling. Um, Number nine, uh, go write in a journal and just write, write what's going on right at the top of the page. You write down what's going on with me right now. And then just start writing to yourself. Journaling is another form of therapy. And if you're overwhelmed, you need a version of it. Um, number 10, talk it out. What do you got going on? What do you need to talk out? That You can do that with us. If you're overwhelmed about business, that's what we're for. Get on with Joe. I mean, if you get on with Will, you're going to be talking for a long time. So know that you better block three hours in your calendar, right? But, you know, maybe that's what you need. Three-hour therapy session with Will. Just listen to him talk for three hours, right? And maybe once in a while, you'll, if you get a word in, you'll be able to, like, you know, bleed it out. Um, but talk it out, talk it out with your spouse. I feel so much better when I talk shit out with Vanessa. I don't do it enough. I totally should do it more. We last night, like we were having the, you know, the conversation about that, that longtime member who quit, who Vanessa knows really, really well. And we were, you know, all weekend, we knew it happened and we didn't really talk about it. And it was kind of in the back of my mind. And like, it was just last night, we just started talking about it. And it was just like, I felt instantly better about it. Just talking about it. 
That's why therapy works. Now, you don't have to go to therapy. Business coaching is a form of therapy. So get on the phone with Joe. Get on the phone with, with Leo. Get on the phone with, with, with Katie. Get on the phone with Carly. Whatever. Talk it out. Talk it out. All right, that's the list. So, so here's the thing. Some of it was tactical, right? Some of it you can take and you can do. Some of it was more of a mindset thing, right? Some of it was more how to think about this stuff. But the reality is, just to conclude here, this is stuff that every business owner goes through. Frank Kern, full circle, the number one problem is overwhelm. It's a problem. It's a big thing. And everyone goes through it. And everyone goes through it, no matter what level. And you're going to continue to go for it. And what you need to do is you need to build tools and battle armor to help you with this. And some of it is mindset driven. And some of it is tactical driven. But at the end of the day, you're going to be a happier person and a better business owner when you know how not to stay overwhelmed. <laughs>